Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by the Ham Station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. everyone this is ham talk live episode number 22 tonight we have glenn johnson w0gj talking about the expeditions and his all software defined radio shack reported live on thursday july 14 2016 i'm your host neil rapp wb9vpg thanks for tuning in to another episode of ham talk live this evening, Glenn Johnson, W0GJ, is going to talk about his 100% software-defined radios in his shack and also his de-expedition experiences. We will take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week on the show, Will Jordan, AA4WJ, and Jim Wilson, K5ND, were here to talk about scouting with Ham Radio. If you missed the show, you can listen anytime. All you have to do is go to hamtalklive.com. Uh, you can also catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or even YouTube. Uh, get all your questions ready to go. After the interview, you can call us on Skype. That username to call is Ham Talk Live, or you can call us by telephone. That phone number is 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. Four two six one. Uh, you can also tweet a question. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive, so get those questions all ready to go. Uh, before we get started um, with the show tonight, I do have uh, one last-minute uh, uh, piece of sad news to report. Uh, my uncle, Ed Hayes, AA9EE of Mount Vernon and Decatur, Illinois, um, became a silent key earlier uh, this morning. Uh, Ed loved to be on HF with his 10-tech Paragon and, and being on CW. Uh, when he became ill a few years ago, the family gave me his uh, venture paddles to use, and those are going to stay in my shack um, in remembrance of him. Ed was one of the kindest men I've ever met. Uh, he was a great storyteller. He loved to tell all kinds of stories and we will miss him greatly. So AA9EE uh, is now 
a silent key. So next we are talking DX and software-defined radios with Glenn Johnson right after this word from the ham station right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by The Ham Station. For 35 years, The Ham Station has brought new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to the amateur radio community. Give Jeff or Dan a call at 1-800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham Station carries all the major brands like Icom, Yaesu, and Kenwood. Shop from a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rap. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Be sure to visit the Ham Station, hamstation.com, or give them a call at 800-729-4373. They've got you covered for new and used equipment. I was just in there yesterday, as a matter of fact, taking a look at some used equipment for some friends of mine, and they had uh, quite the selection, actually, of some used equipment. Had everything set up right there to try out and um, check it out before you buy. So give Dan or Jeff a call, 800-729-4373. And speaking of stopping by, be sure to check out the Ham Talk Live Facebook page and Twitter feed. All you got to do is search for Ham Talk Live. Well, tonight, Glenn Johnson is with us, and Glenn grew up near Marshalltown, Iowa. After studying forestry at Iowa State, he received his uh, medical degree from the University of Iowa. After an internship in Seattle and residency in orthopedic surgery at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, he spent five years in the Air Force in Anchorage, Alaska, and moved or uh, returned rather to practice orthopedic surgery in Minnesota. And after 30-some years, he's gone full circle. He's back in Iowa working for the Mayo Clinic. Glenn's interest in amateur radio started as a youngster listening to his uh, grandfather's shortwave radio. He was licensed at age 15 and within three months had worked all 50 states with a homemade crystal transmitter. Uh, he's achieved the number one honor roll, the five-band DXCC and five-band Worked All Zone Awards. And he has co-led major de-expeditions to places like the Kingdom of Bhutan and the Himalayas, Lakshadweep, I hope I said that right, in the Arabian Sea, uh, Sechayo Island and Navassa Island. And his first de-expedition was to Heard Island. Um, he's also been to Malpelo and recently Palmyra. In 2003, Glenn was inducted into the CQ Magazine Amateur Radio Hall of Fame. And in 2012, he was inducted into the DX Hall of Fame. Um, he's been vice president of the Northern California DX Foundation for the past four years. And he's also an ARRL contest advisory committee um, member representing the Midwest Division. Glenn, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Hi, Neil. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad you could join us tonight. And 
Uh, we want to start off first talking about your your shack. You you made a decision that that may not be always the most popular decision, uh, but you made a decision to to turn your shack one hundred percent software defined radio. So what led you to that decision um, to make that switch? Well, several years ago, three or four years ago, we moved from. Uh, the very northwest corner of Minnesota to the uh, very northeast corner of Iowa, where I live now, near Decorah, Iowa, home of Luther College. And I spent three or four years designing uh, a contest station. We found a QTH, um, uh, 70 acres on the hilltop, with just a perfect takeoff angle in every direction. And um, when the house became available, uh, we moved in and uh, we put up antennas, got everything done within a year. And uh, my goal was to minimize the complexity, maximize the efficiency, and make things really flexible. And antennas were the most important. I had some big antennas, uh, uh, some phase, full-size phase verticals for 160, uh, full-size 80 meter four square, some model banders for 30 and 40 meters, and stack steckers, stack stack steppers for the other bands on two rotating towers. And I do like the contest. And when you have good antennas. You know, many times you hear life is too short for QRP, but when you have good antennas <laughs> in the contesting, it's, it is a lot of fun. And a couple of years ago at Dayton, I bought a Flex 1500 QRP rig. And I brought that home, and it sat on the desk for a while um, because it was the summer. And when fall came around, I plugged it in, and I could not believe how good that little radio worked as far as the receive goes. And so then I researched the new 6000 series, and um, it was almost a no-brainer to uh, go with the 6700 for contesting. I did a complete rebuild of my station. I took everything out, um, tore everything out, started over from scratch, and uh, with the 6700, there's very few cables. I had a big tub uh, of cables that were left over from all the other interconnecting radios, you know, you could see all the wires that are in wireless. Um, I mean, it's amazing how you add one thing and add another, and it just keeps, uh, keeps building. But anyway, the, the Flex is really simple, very easy to set up. Um, there's no cables now for most things because it uses this digital audio exchange. Um, so everything is digital. There's no um, place for RF or loops to develop or anything like that. And... The nice thing about the Flex Radio, you're immersed into the bands with big computer monitors, and even with the Maestro, you can see so much of the spectrum. Uh, in fact, you can see where the muff is. Anyway, my desk, my shack now has one big, large area um, of desk space, and I have three large 4K monitors um, that I use for DXing and contesting, and it is an incredible visual experience. Now, my shack isn't all SDR. Um, I've been a ham for 51 years, and it just happened to be at my 50th ham, ham birthday last year that I came across an estate sale. And I had always drooled over Collins equipment as a kid. I could never afford it. And I found at an estate sale uh, an S-Line, and I uh, play with that almost every day too. But that's, that's, just, that's just an aside. But anyway, uh, the, the Flex Radio is, is an amazing radio. Um, if you Google November 4 Hotel Yankee, November 4 Hotel Yankee and Flex Radio, um, he gave a talk recently <clears throat> at the Frankfurt Radio Club. 
And Bob McGuire um, tells how the flex works. Um, basically, the radio is not really a radio as we know it because it's not a superheterodyne. You know, all the radios that since Edwin Armstrong invented the superheterodyne 100 years ago um, have been variants of superheterodynes, but this is totally different. The radio is actually more of a client server, and it's it, it measures voltage. In fact, the only filter that the radio has is the antenna um, that inputs to the to the box. But the 6700 uh, measures voltage through the entire HF spectrum and above, up to VHF, in what are called bins of 1.3 hertz at a rate of 4 gigabytes. And then initially, all of this analog voltage is converted to numbers, and it's manipulated with mathematics. And so there's no oscillator for phase noise. There's no conversions, no mixers, no filters. There's no distortion for, because of that. There's an extreme dynamic range. In fact, it's more than can be used. Uh, it, it exceeds uh, reality. And the noise blankers uh, work incredibly well. In fact, one of my friends um, borrowed a flex radio during the recent Herd Island D expedition. He could not hear them, and hence couldn't work them. But he borrowed the flex radio, and he heard them and worked them. And he didn't realize how much noise he had in the shack until he used the flex radio. And, yeah, and if you'd like to see a picture of this, we do have one on our Facebook page and Twitter feed. And if you go to qrz.com and search uh, Glenn's call sign W0GJ, you've got all kinds of pictures of all this up there, too. And, um, you know, the only limitation, the limiting factor of this radio is the imagination of the programmers that, um, that make the software for it. Yeah, it seems like the... the possibilities are endless with this and and uh, it's just so easy to be able to take a look at the whole spectrum and just you know click on whatever part you want and and, and listen so it's a it's a great thing uh, and uh, becoming more and more popular uh, as we go so is there anything you miss about the uh the old collins gear and the, and the traditional super heterodyne rigs and um, well, are, are you, initially, though, <laughs> there was a lot of angst because of no knobs. I mean, really, it's, I mean, you're, I remember as a kid, you know, dreaming about radios, you'd count the knobs and the buttons and switches, and you'd think, ah, oh, the one at the most would, would be the bestest, you know, but it's, it's not always that. But, you know, there's really, I have one knob for my, um, when I'm looking at the computer screen, and that's just uh, the flux control. It's a knob, it's a VFO and a couple other functions. And I only have a program for volume control and a VFO. And, you know, when you think about it, when you play with your radio, 98% of the time you're either using the VFO or the volume control, and very rarely something else once you have it set up. And it's, you know, as the compulsive surgeon that I am, I printed out the manual and I went through it page by page. And I really didn't need to do that because it's so logical and so easy to learn. Um, and it's very ergonomic how things are set up on the screen. And even with the Maestro, the Maestro, which is the interface, um, uh, is very intuitive. There's very few knobs and buttons on it, but just the essentials. And the the platform is anything. It will work on PCs, on Macs, iPads. I even have, have an app on my iPhone so I can use my station for my iPhone. And 
with the the maestro, you can the Cat Five cable will plug into the radio, and you don't even need a computer, and you'll you can use the maestro as a complete interface. But the maestro is wireless. Um, you can use it uh, all over the house, and uh, in fact, if you're in a working DX, you can take your maestro to the dinner table while uh, <laughs> with your wife, kids. You know, your mileage may vary with your family, but uh, you know, you can do that if you want. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. So, so what are you most glad to see disappear in in this switch? Would it be all the cables, or what? What were you glad to all see of, go away? No, so, it, it, simplicity is the word for it. It's very easy to set up. Um, there's very few cables, and everything is is software. You know, like the ready decoding programs, all of the contest software. Almost all of the logging programs now interface with uh, the Flex series, um, it, and it's the ultimate beauty of this will be toward the end of this year, uh, fourth quarter, when version two comes out, which will be complete, you know, remote from anywhere in the world with your maestro or computer. When you load up the software, basically every computer in your house becomes a Flex radio. Every laptop, every every computer. Um, can access the radio and, and be a flex radio. And when it's remote, um, right now you can remote with VPN, and you got to jump through some hoops to do that. But in the future, by the end of this year, when version 2 comes out, it's going to be remote from anywhere in the world. There's a company um, uh, in Montenegro, uh, 4 Oscar 3 Alpha products, uh, 403A. Um, he has a, a genius line of... Uh, Equipment and right now I have the antenna genius and there's two outputs on my 6700 that goes to the two inputs and I can select either output or one of 16 antennas. It will also control several relays, you know, to control things in the shack like forced wares and beverages and things like that. And there's other things that I don't have. There's a rotor genius, actually a little gizmo that fits on the boom on your antenna. So when you're remote, you know exactly where that beam is pointing. And so, you know, if you lose power or lose calibration of your rotor, um, that's not a point because you know exactly where it's pointing with this stuff. And also, there's a new amplifier that's coming out by the uh, end of this year, maybe early next year, at least by date and time next year. Um, that will be a full uh, one and a half kilowatts uh, that will follow the flex radios. And it's, it's designed for remote. And all these radios, the only... Besides the antennas and the power and maybe the keen mic and headset line, is a Cat5 cable um, to be a router. Um, that's all there is for cabling. It's very, very simple and easy to set up. Well, let's let's turn this to uh, some of the de-expeditions you've been on. You've been on some of these big de-expeditions. What do you think about the, the SDRs on those? Do you prefer using the SDRs or, or do you... You like everything in, in one little box. Well, as far as I know, in all of history, which is one D expedition, that was Palmyra, we used we had two 6500s, like 6500s, and two maestros. And um, we had some other radios there, and we actually ended up fighting over who was going to use the flex radios when our shift came up because <laughs> the noise mitigation and just the superior quality um, and ease of use um, – we really like that. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago at Field Day, um, 
I had a big power supply and three flex radios. We just put them in the corner. We stacked them on top of one another, connected all the antennas to the back of them. And then in the room, we had three stations, three maestros, and they were all connected wirelessly to these radios. You could The only two cables we had on our little tables that we operated from were power supply cables for the maestro and for the computer. And that was it. Everything else, I mean, it, it makes it so simple. And it will really simplify the logistics of the expedition and all the wiring. Um, it's really going to make a difference. And I, I foresee um, that this is going to – something like this, if not the flex radios, will be the standard for the expeditions uh, in the very, very near future. Well, why don't you tell us about some of these? Uh, we, we mentioned um, some of the uh, big expeditions that you've been on. Uh, why don't you share a, a story uh, or two about uh, some of those de-expeditions with us? Well, um, you know, my very first de-expedition was the 1997 one to Heard Island, and that was that was an experience because it was it was a big de-expedition and it was remote, and uh, um, that that was a challenge. It was really a good team, and you know, it was it was quite an experience. But um, one of my favorite ones, and I think. All of the guys that went to um, the Kingdom of Bhutan in 2000 for the A5-2A expedition uh, still consider that one of their absolute highlights of uh, DXing. It was at the time it was number two most wanted behind North Korea, which is still number one. And uh, I have worked for orthopedics overseas uh, uh, for many years, uh, which is equivalent, basically like Doctors Without Borders, but for my specialty. And uh, I've been to Bhutan uh, many times. Uh, my family has lived over there. We homeschooled our, homeschooled our kids, and we did homeschooling over there. So it was a good time. But anyway, in 2000, um, uh, the Ministry of Communication uh, changed the regulations, and they invited us for uh, a de-expedition. We were there for 12 days, and we made uh, 82,000 contacts with only 100 watts. And I think that's a the expedition record that still stands today because we weren't allowed to use amplifiers. But Bhutan is a very remote place. You've heard of Shangri-La. That's really the description of Bhutan. It's up in the Himalayas, beautiful people, beautiful culture, and uh, it's an amazing place. And uh, um, with, I've kept in contact with many hams there. In fact, uh, uh, one family sent uh, a son over to live with us for a year as an exchange student. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, going back again. Uh, another interesting story was um, Navasa Island. Um, that took us at least 12 or 13 years to get permission to go. So we spent a lot of time um, getting there, just like we did Desa Chao. But when we were there, the it's near Haiti, and the, the Haitian fishermen or they're just trying to eke out an existence. It's a very dangerous life. I'm sure many of them never get home if there's a storm. Um, and just trying to feed their families and to survive is, is heartbreaking. When we left, we gave them all of our surplus food and water and all of our supplies. We literally gave them the shirts and hats off our back. And uh, we really made their day. And, you know, it was really a very good feeling to uh, do something positive for for these guys, they really appreciate. It. Even though we had a total language barrier, that you could tell they were just in tears with uh, with appreciation. Yeah, that sounds like some some great adventures, and uh, we can talk about those uh, a 
little bit more when we come back. Uh, we're going to take some time to uh, pay a couple of bills right now. We'll be back to take your calls with Glenn Johnson right after this word from Tower Electronics here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest, but you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro Technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Hey baby, what's your sign? What's your call sign? Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812 Net Ham 1. That's 812 638 4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Thanks again to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight so we can bring you Ham Talk Live. Coming up on their Ham Fest schedule, they'll be at the Lowell, Michigan Ham Fest on Saturday. And they're coming soon to Berryville, Virginia and Huntington, West Virginia. Visit their website, pl-259.com or give them a call at 920-435-2973. And don't miss Ham Talk Live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can download the podcast from the website or most popular podcasting services it's time now for your calls if you have a question for glenn give us an audio call at uh, ham talk live on skype or you can call us by telephone of course that number is 812 net ham one 812-638-4261 give us a call and uh, we will pass this uh, question over to glenn and then if you want to ask him about uh, the, the flex radios, the software defined radios, or some of the D expeditions, why, um, give us a call or you can tweet us, uh, at ham talk live, um, and ask about those. So, um, while we're waiting for the calls to come in here, Glenn, uh, why don't you tell us about, um, your, your exciting plans, uh, coming up for a future D expedition. Well, the big one is, um, at least a year and a half. Uh, a short two years away, and that's uh, uh, number two on the most wanted list, which is currently Bouvet. Um, Ralph K0IR uh, announced uh, last month um, a major de-expedition is going to take place uh, at that time. And uh, Nigel Jolly, the captain, owner of the Braveheart, in fact, who just got uh, elected to the DX Hall of Fame at Dayton uh, in uh, May, um, has a bigger ship. And with that ship, we're going to take a helicopter and crew. There'll be 20 of us. We'll be gone away from home a couple months. Um, Bouvet is not too far away from South Sandwich Island. It's to the east of South Sandwich. 
which has the most miserable weather on the planet. You can ask any of the recent BP-8 guys who were there, and they will tell you that. They actually had to evacuate from the bad weather because of the bad weather. But Bouvet is uh, surrounded by cliffs. It takes a helicopter landing, uh, set up on a glacier, just kind of like what was done on Peter 1. Um, landing permission has been granted. A call sign has been issued. Um, the website is just about done. It will be... Uh, released here just uh, in the next week or two. This is going to be a very challenging operation. It's probably going to be one of the most expensive ones uh, in a long time just because of the logistics, um, its remoteness. Um, Bouvet is said to be one of the most remote locations on the face of the earth. And just with the helicopter and the cost, it's it's going to be a challenge, not just uh, logistically, but financially too. And so uh, I'm sure you'll have some links on there to uh, to help donate toward that once the website is up. Well, you can count on that. <laughs> that that's uh, death taxes and 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 donate to our cause. Is that is that uh, that's the right. sure things? Well, that sounds like an adventurous uh, adventurous expedition. Um, coming up so we'll have to stay tuned for that one 812 net ham one is the number uh 812 net ham one if you have a question and uh glenn go ahead i'm sorry and uh bouvet is going to be an all flex um operation um we've already been working on the logistics of that and uh, that's going to be an all flex radio operation so we won't have to fight over who gets to use we'll have to, we'll have to fight over the radios all right um, <laughs> 812 net ham one or tweet us at uh, ham talk live um, or give us a call on skype at ham talk live uh, what advice would you give for people on the other end the people who are trying to work you on these the expeditions what advice w- would you give them um, to get through well there's two principles number one the de-expedition is trying to work as many stations as possible. They want to get you in the, get as many people in the log as possible. And on the other end, the de-exer is trying to get into the de-expedition's log. And so, you know, being efficient um, uh, and learning how to get into the log is kind of a, is, is the challenge. And my advice is to listen, listen, listen. When you get tired of listening, listen some more. Listen to the rhythm of the operator, the timing, the pattern. How does he come back to people? How does he tune? Does he always move up? Does he move down? Does he go up and then down? Is it um, random? How does he tune? The more time you can spend listening to hear his pattern, you'll figure it out. And you can, if you figure his pattern out, you know exactly where you can plant yourself and be heard. And we get notes, a lot of feedback after the expeditions, and it's amazing the number of QRP signals, QRP stations, indoor antennas, who say, I found your pattern, and I was there when you tuned, and you heard me. Or I was just off the edge of the pileup, and you heard me. And, you know, if we say listing up 5 to 10, 70% 70% of the pileup is going to be 5 up and 30% is going to be 10 up. So go in between where there's nobody else. That's the easiest way to uh, get into the, the expedition's log. 
Oh, some great tips there uh, for working those D expeditions. And if you have a question about that, well, give us a call, 812-NET-HAM-1. Or uh, you can tweet us or give us a call on Skype. It's Ham Talk Live on uh, either one of those. Um, your most recent uh, trip was uh, to Palmyra, and uh, I, we had uh, Craig Thompson on the show uh, earlier, uh, and we heard that the accommodations were, were better than most. So tell us a little bit about your experiences with Palmyra. Paradise. That's the easiest way to describe it. When I got off the plane, it was like I've landed in the closest thing to heaven. I mean, it was it was just paradise. I mean, it was really, oh, yeah, it can rain pretty hard, you know, sometimes several inches a day. But when it's not raining, it is paradise. Um, the problem is not everybody can go there. It's very restricted. And uh, we were there because it was the off season. They have... Um, uh, three quarters of uh, intense research activity, and then one quarter, uh, in this case, December, January, February, is their maintenance season. They have a maintenance crew there of about a half a dozen guys. And uh, so we were there during the the lull for two weeks, and um, we helped out with the chores and helped with some of their work. Um, and uh, it was that that was you know I've been to Antarctica. I've been to Malpelo, which is probably the hottest place on the planet. Um, hard places, really challenging places. And now I've been to paradise, so I can say I've been everywhere. Now, if you had to choose between the hot and the cold, which one for the expedition? I could live in, I could live in Palmyra, so, um, but that's not an option. But if I had a choice, that would be my favorite Favorite place to do with the expedition again. Very good. 812-NET-HAM-1 if you have questions for W0GJ. 812-NET-HAM-1 or tweet us at HamTalkLive. So as you um, plan out this this new de-expedition, you're going to go all flex. Do you anticipate that there'll be anyone that will say, oh, wait a minute, why aren't we using this brand or, or that brand? I think most of us um, at least have played with it. And um, there were several guys that were on Palmyra that are, are going to Bouvet. But it is, you know, and I go on, I've been on various expeditions and we've used all different brands of radios. And you know, it, when we're on a de-expedition, we just put our nose to the grindstone and work the X. And, you know, we make the best of whatever radio that is there. And uh, sometimes there's some quirks to some of them. Uh, sometimes uh, some are prone to uh, interstation interference. Uh, the nice thing about the flex, um, even with high power, you can work um, three modes on one band at the same time. Um, you know, there's no interference or descents like there is with uh, superheterodyne radios. Um, the mathematics see the strong nearby signals as noise and eliminate it before um, it's even decoded as a signal. Um, 
So it, it's you can even do high power SO2R on one band if you have two different antennas for the same band um, it, and enough separation. It's uh, um, it's it is not your father's superheterodyne radio. Very good, very good. Well, we uh, wish you well on this. Uh... The expedition coming up, especially uh, the one you mentioned here, but uh, all of those. And and we thank you so much for coming on um, the show to talk about the SDRs and uh, all your experiences. And congratulations on all your work and, and best of luck in uh, the adventures coming up. Well, thank you very much, Neil. I've really enjoyed uh, chatting with you. All right. Well, Thank you, everybody. That is a wrap for this week's edition of AmTalk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, Glenn Johnson, W0GJ, and all the callers and listeners out there in cyberspace. And invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Nathan Nixon, N7NAN, will be here to talk about the National Tribal Amateur Radio Association, which promotes ham radio with Native American tribes. For a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Now, 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 now